by the prowess Yamayo of the twins, he certainly, Va of all you demigods, Akshiptam agitated, Teja power, Etarhi thus certainly. Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that, that Viditsati desires to do. Translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. And this is Lord Brahma speaking to the demigods who have come to him seeking shelter in fear of the two twins, Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. Brahma says, it is the prowess of these twin asuras, demons, that has disturbed you, for it has minimized your power. There is no remedy within my power, however, for it is the Lord himself who desires <coughs> to do all of this. Srila Prabhupada's purport. Although Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, formerly Jai and Vijay, became asuras, the demigods of this material world could not control them, and therefore Lord Brahma said that neither he nor all the demigods could counteract the disturbance they created. They came within the material world by the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and he alone could counteract such disturbances. In other words, although Jaya and Vijay assumed the body of Asuras, they remained more powerful than anyone, thus proving that the Supreme Personality of Godhead desired to fight because the fighting spirit is also within him. He is the original in everything. But when he desires to fight, he must fight with a devotee. Therefore, by his desire only were Jai and Vijay cursed by the Kumaras. The Lord ordered the gatekeepers to go down to the material world to become his enemies so that he could fight with them and his fighting desires would be satisfied by the service of these personal devotees. Brahma showed the demigods that the situation created by the dark, by the darkness for which they were disturbed, was the desire of the Supreme Lord. He wanted to show that even though these two attendants were coming in the forms of demons, they were very powerful, greater than the demigods who could not control them. No one can surpass the acts of the Supreme Lord. The demigods were also advised not to try to counteract this incident because it was ordered by the Lord. Similarly, anyone who is ordered by the Lord to perform some action in this material world 
especially preaching his glories, cannot be counteracted by anyone. The will of the Lord is executed under all circumstances. Powerful last statement. So this is a very wonderful verse. Uh, this is one of the most or more important verses in the Apocryphon because it encapsulates our philosophy and because it applies directly to us. It applies directly to us by the word adya. Adya means today. Today means right here and now for everybody. And right here and now we're also faced with demons ruling the world. And as individuals, we can't counteract this. Even whole countries can't counteract what's going down now, the demons. But the power, the power of the Supreme Lord is, is the most powerful. So here is a nice point is made in the purport that the demigods were disturbed because Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha could overpower them. Compared to those two demons, the demigods' power had become diminished. And Lord Brahma recognized that. He says that the prowess of these twin asuras has disturbed you. Why? Because it has minimized your power. And uh, the great Chinese, well, great, I'm going to say great, the demoniac Chinese emperor, Mao Zedong, his wife was quoted as saying that the reason people are attached to sense gratification and sex life is because they haven't tasted power. Power is even more. Uh, intoxicating and sex life. And so the demigods are disturbed because it has minimized their power. They have become powerless. So Lord Brahma explained to them that neither he nor they could counteract the disturbance that Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha uh, was creating. And it's interesting to know here, another very important word in the shloka is yamayo. Yamayo means that they were twins. Now, there wasn't an older brother and a younger brother, but they were born simultaneously. So, because Jai and Vijay, they're eternally connected. So in the material world, they appear as twins. And because twins have a very deep connection, they have a strong connection. Now, scientists have studied twins and triplets and seen how similar they are in all respects, mannerisms, likes, dislikes, everything. So here they were, twin demons, both very, very powerful. But they have come into this world because the Lord sanctioned the curse of the Kumaras. So we say that not a blade of 
grass moves without the will of the Supreme Lord. His will is his sanction. He allows these things to go on, and sometimes it's his desire, and sometimes it's not his desire, but he sanctions everything. Why? Why does he sanction everything that goes on? Why does he allow everything to happen, everything negative, everything that's even against his own best interest? Why does he do that? Why does he allow that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Because he doesn't want to interfere with our freedom. Exactly. Because he's given us freedom to choose the right path, the wrong path, the demoniac path, to make mistakes, to suffer, to get kicked time and time again. That's called freedom. However, it's a minute form of freedom because in the material world there are laws and we are restricted by these laws. So although we think we have complete freedom, we can't do what the birds can do, for example. So, so only Krishna can counteract such disturbances, and he intends to counteract the disturbance of Jai and Vijay. But he wants to do it in a sporting way. Let's fight. Krishna's into sports. Even, and this is a very wonderful incident I'm going to share with you. It says in the Shastra that Krishna is expert in playing with the ball, right? He loves sporting activities. So about 10 years ago, we were at Canary Islands, in fact, in Tenerife. And there was the first Rathiyatra there. We were invited to it. And the colors of the Rathiyatra card are red, yellow, and green, right? Mm -hmm. And so we go down the main road to the beach where there was going to be the you know, festival site. Now on that exact same day was the World Cup. And Spain was playing against Holland. So the devotees understood that everybody's going to be watching the TV. So they arranged that at the festival site there would be this giant screen, and you'd be better to come and watch the game. They were going to, they were going to televise the game on this giant screen at the festival site. So after the and and as the Rathiyatra parade was going down the main street of the town, and it's it's got the colors of Spain because the colors of the Spanish team is also <laughs> So they were thinking, well, these devotees are really into our country, they're rooting for us. <laughs> now it gets even better. So we arrive at the festival site and there's chairs all set up, hundreds and hundreds of chairs and this huge screen. And it was, it, it was uh, designed, I mean, it was organized in such a way that the Rathiyatra would start at such a time and it would arrive at the festival site just a few minutes before the game started. <laughs> so all the people sat down to watch the game. And it was a very difficult game. It was a very defensive game. And right until the last five minutes, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. But the Holland team, the Dutch team, were very aggressive, much more aggressive than the Spanish team and they were causing injuries to the Spanish team. So then the announcer said in Spanish, because it's all in Spanish, I didn't understand, but my wife explained it to me. A few minutes left, and the announcer said, 
May the God of football <laughs> bless our team so they can be protected and win. <laughs> and I'm like, in a minute later, Spain scored and they won the World Cup one, one to zero. And of course, the God of football <laughs> was right there watching Norichagata. <laughs> because Krishna is the most expert at playing with the ball. So it was like an amazing experience. And then, and then there was a stage, and you know, I got up immediately to do more kirtan before the people left, and so I, I did the nursing day prayers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it ties in with this verse, how Krishna, he he'll kill the demons, but he he loves sports, and Prabhupada says here that. The personality of Godhead, the Supreme Personality of God, a desire to fight because the fighting spirit is also within him. So he likes to fight. He likes sports. He likes competition. He also likes cooperation. That's another thing. So because he's Adi Purushan, he's a supreme enjoyer. He's the original enjoyer. He is the original in everything. Now, here's Prabhupada says something very interesting. But when he desires to fight, he must fight with a devotee. So how do we understand that philosophically? We understand it philosophically because as Lord Chaitanya has taught, um, Every living entity is the eternal servant of Krishna. We're all devotees of Krishna, but we are suffering from Asia, birth after birth, life after life, for millions of years. So we don't know that we're the devotees of Krishna. You know, when we were out on Harinam on Friday night, most of the people really enjoyed what we were doing. They were smiling, some people were dancing, <laughs> you know. They acknowledged that we were there, some more than others. But no one got disturbed by it, no one tried to shut us down, no one insulted. Because we were delivering the holy name in, a, in an attractive way, and this is the whole point. Krishna is all attractive, and the holy name is all attractive. But how we present it has to also be all attractive. If it's not attractive, then we are doing a disservice. Not a service, but a disservice. And of course, we do enact disservice from time to time because we're conditioned souls. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We blow it. So... But we're meant to do it in as attractive a way as possible, and then people are attracted and they enjoy it. So therefore, Prabhupada says, by Krishna's desire, Jai and Jai, Jai and Vijay were cursed by the Kumaras. So when the Kumaras cursed Jai and Vijay, many of the demigods were shocked. And then when Krishna or Vishnu said, Well, it's okay, I approve it, they were even more shocked because they had a different opinion than Vishnu. Because if you're a representative of the Lord or a follower of the Lord, then you don't have a different opinion. 
Representative means you have the same opinion. Like the ambassador of Spain to America has the same opinion as the country of Spain. He's presenting what the prime minister of Spain uh, desires for his country to the Americans. He can't give a different thing. He has to have the exact same opinion about everything because he's a representative. So the word representative means a person who represents or presents again the same thing. So if we're representatives of Prabhupada, we have to represent everything that Prabhupada presented originally without adding anything, without subtracting anything as it is. And this is what Prabhupada said was his only credit. Of course, that's his tremendous humility because he has so much credit, but he doesn't take that credit. Why doesn't he take that credit? Who knows the philosophy? This is a deep philosophical point. Why doesn't he take that credit? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. What did she say? Because he, because he knows it's not coming from him, it's coming from Krishna because he's the ability in man. Well, that's one point. Very good. Very good. The spiritual master is the uh, Yeah, because the disciple always gives the credit to his spiritual master. Prabhupada said, because he ordered me. If he didn't order him, he wouldn't have come. Therefore, he gives the whole credit to his spiritual master. You understand? Now, when we preach, and in our books, we say that Prabhupada fulfilled the desire of Lord Chaitanya, the prophecy to spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. How many people understand this? Sorry? Yes. Everybody says that, right? But what does Prabhupada say? He doesn't say that. We're misrepresenting him. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, the, the verse is quoted, And Prabhupada in the purport, he says, So now we have seen in our lifetime Lord Chaitanya has prophesied the holy name must be spread all over the world, and we have seen it in our own lifetime. And it has been accomplished by his divine grace, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who is preaching all over the world through his disciples. So Prabhupada said, if I have any credit, it's only one thing. I delivered the message as it is. He didn't say that I fulfilled because it was done by Bhaktisiddhanta, because Bhaktisiddhanta gave the order. And if he, Prabhupada hadn't met Bhaktisiddhanta, he wouldn't have done it. So you go back to the, the root cause, the Adi cause, Sarva Karana Karana, the cause of all causes. So that's the mood of a disciple that my spiritual master has ordered me. Therefore, Shastra says that within the instruction of the spiritual master is the empowerment to fulfill that instruction. So even though he may give an, an impossible mission, by fulfilling the instruction of that impossible mission, that impossible mission becomes possible because Krishna empowers that person. 
because he's following, he's following instructions of spiritual master. So therefore, by the desire of the Lord, Jai and Vijay had to uh, accept or live by the curse of the Kumaras. So the Lord ordered them to go down the material world and become his enemies so that he could fight with them. And thus the Lord's fighting desires would be satisfied by the service of his personal devotees, his personal servitors. Why not, huh? It's cool. So Lord Brahma, he demonstrated to the demigods that the situation created by the darkness of the evil of Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu was actually the desire of the Lord or was part of the Leela of the Lord. And the Lord wanted to show that even though Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu were the most powerful demons ever to inhabit, the universe, that compared to the Lord, they were like flies or mosquitoes, nothing. So the Lord is all powerful. Ishwara Parama Krishna, he's the supreme controller of all other controllers. Paramishwara, supreme controller, the most powerful of all powerful beings. So even though they were so powerful, Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu, that they could conquer all demigods, everyone in them, and including Lord Brahma, said he could not counteract their power. So everyone in the universe was subordinate to Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu, but then Krishna came as Varaha and smashed them. It was, it was a sport. It's like a boxing match. And Krishna won the universal heavyweight crown of boxing <laughs> or of fighting, whatever fighting tactic he used. He, was used, he liked to use the club <laughs> rather than fists. <laughs> so no one can surpass pastimes or the actions of the Supreme Personality of God. That is not possible. So he the Lord demonstrated that to the demigods at that time. And the Lord's demonstrating that today to us also, as we see this International Society for Krishna Consciousness and the whole Krishna movement, all the other sampradayas exploding. Compared to 50 years ago, there was nothing. Now it's all over the world, so many temples. For example, we live in Vrindavan. There's over 5,000 temples in Vrindavan. But in Delhi, which is a materialistic city, there are 14 Iskon temples. Not to speak of the other Sambradayas, Gaudiamat and all the others. 14 Iskon temples. And not preaching centers. Gigantic temples with thousands of devotees coming. We've been to most of them doing programs. And you know, LA, which is bigger than Delhi, only has one temple. Delhi has 14. 
And so the GBC there um, last year, you know, we, uh, we got together and we were talking. And, you know, I, I had a couple of points I wanted to make to him. One of the points I made to him was that you're doing an amazing job. You're the only leader that has so many temples in one city. No one even comes close. Prabhupada must be so pleased with you. So, in fact, there's more temples in Delhi than there are in most countries in that one city. So, because Gopal Krishna Maharaj is strictly following the order of his spiritual master, and therefore, within the order of the spiritual master is the empowerment. So he can open up 14 temples in that city. So Prabhupada says here, similarly, anyone who is ordered by the Lord to perform some action in this material world, especially preaching his glories, which is what we're all meant to do, cannot be counteracted by anyone. They may attempt to counteract us. And it may appear that we've been stopped. But in the end, we always triumph. Why? Because the will of the Lord is executed under all circumstances. And so the main instruction of Srila Prabhupada, as he, as we all know, but as he told Shruta Kirti in confidence, and Shruta Kirti related to me, one afternoon, Prabhupada said to him, you know, all you have to do is chant Hare Krishna. You don't have to do any other service. But because you Westerners, your minds are so disturbed, therefore I've given you all these other services. But all you really have to do is just chant Hare Krishna. So as long as we're chanting Hare Krishna, then the empowerment of the Lord is there. And the will of the Lord will be executed through us under all circumstances. That is my understanding. That is Sri Prabhupada's understanding. That should be all our understanding. So I think that's the sound substance of this verse. Thank you very much. Sri Prabhupada. Any comments? Yes. It's interesting <laughs> that last sentence. Um, Prabhupada's making a philosophical point about how the will of the Lord can't be <coughs> counteracted. Right. Um, but he's also expressing his personal realization and experience by preaching all over the world. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, insight into Srila Prabhupada's personal realization. Right. We should understand the mind of the spiritual master. Because the first class disciple understands the mind of the spiritual master and he does the needful. He doesn't have to wait to be asked. He doesn't even have to go to inquire. He understands and he does the needful. So that was the mood of Jayananda. He was the perfect exemplar of that, doing the needful. When Prabhupada explained to him to do the needful, he really got it. And he really did it. He wasn't shy. He was very um, enthusiastic. And this is what 
Rupa Goswami ex explains as the most important uh, quality of devotional service is that enthusiasm. When you do it enthusiastically, it's so enjoyable. Sometimes you hear devotees say, you're not the enjoyer, Prabhu. Just do your service. You're not the enjoyer. I remember one of my god brothers, a sannyasi guru, gave a class like that. And afterwards, I went up to him and I said, you know, Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says the exact opposite. <laughs> and I quoted him that shloka. Raja vidya raja guryam pavitam vidya uttamam pratyaksha agamam dharmyam susukam kartum abhyayam that everything you do in devotional service is joyfully performed. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, you're right. <laughs> but somehow or other, we have this misconception that you're not the enjoyer. But we are the enjoyer. We're the only enjoyers because only the devotees of the Lord can enjoy because they're doing devotional service. What we should be saying is, Prabhu, you're not the sufferer. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a devotee. The, devo the non-devotees think that they're the enjoyers, but they're actually the sufferers. And the, the Vaishnavas think we're not the enjoyers. They think, and sometimes we think we're suffering. I mean, everything stops eternity in the material world. So when we're enthusiastic, then we really enjoy our service. We love doing our service. The kirtan singer loves to sing kirtan. The puchari loves to do puchari. The cook loves to cook. The book distributor loves to distribute books. That's enthusiasm. Hare Krishna. Yes. Um, when you were speaking about how Krishna consciousness has spread all over the world, and what Prabhupada thought about that, what you said uh, is confirmed in Malabar, uh, maybe it was 1977, and it was Prabhupada commenting on how back in 1935, Saraswati Thakur, uh, it was when Bhakti Maharaj said, Abhai Babu should be the president of this Bombay Senate. He, he recommended him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yes, and so Bhakti Siddha Bhakti Siddhanta said, you don't have to recommend him. It is better he's living outside your company. He will do. He will do everything himself. In due course of time. Yes. Yeah. So I never heard Prabhupada comment on that, except he did. Oh, he did? Yeah. In January 14, 1977, in the he said, so when I heard Guru Maharaj say this, he wasn't there, but he heard about it. Yeah. I was thinking, what is that? What does he mean? I will do everything myself. <laughs> and then when he became successful, Prabhupada um, humbly was considering that actually when he said that, he will do everything himself, that was his blessing. He expected that I would do that. He wanted me to do that. And therefore, uh, because I have no qualification, Prabhupada's thinking. But because he blessed me like this, it came out successful. So that's that's the mood. Right, because he took up the order yeah. of his spiritual master 
as his life and soul. Yeah. Therefore, the empowerment to fulfill that instruction yeah. came about. Nice. I was there in Ahabad, uh -huh. January 1977. So you, did you hear him say that? Sorry? Did you hear him say that? I don't remember. Okay, luckily it was recorded. Yeah. And it's in the database. Yeah. You can read it. Yeah, I mean, I like I said earlier, another, another day, uh, because I lived in India, so I attended many of Prabhupada's talks. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I remembered all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them I didn't remember. A few that I did remember, I share with people. <laughs> but it was very cold there mm -hmm. and I know that I was probably more concerned with <laughs> keeping my body warm than anything else <laughs> that's what I remember <laughs> <laughs> okay Shiva Bhagavad Gita